Unfiltered News. Real news. Well, good afternoon. I hope everyone is well and healthy. It is really snowing right now where I'm at. I'm looking out my window. It's just a blanket of white with a few dots in it. I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I'm live every day, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And for those really early birds, you get to listen to my show the next day at 6 a.m. Eastern Time on your local FM, AM, or streaming uh, our radio station on redstatetalkradio.com. So today we have a lot to talk about. Uh, As you guys noticed, I haven't really talked about um, 41 at all. Because I was always told that if you have nothing to say or if you are not forced to say something or comment on something, keep your mouth shut if it's not nice. But I am compelled to reference uh, that uh, the former uh, president, 41, of the United States has passed on and his funeral commenced today. Bush. I don't like him. Uh, He served our country. Happened to be in a really weird way. Reminded me a lot about the Lincoln presidency. And I'm not going to delve further into that one. But today we're going to talk about... We're going to start with that. But all we're going to do is talk Flynn and Mueller. Those of you who know... I am a huge, I think General Flynn is the best general we've had ever. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of people that are on the fence about him. There's a lot of people that don't agree with a lot of things I say. And that's okay. I can substantiate my opinions. And then I can suss out for you what's fact. So let's start with the death of George Bush. Herbert Walker Bush. Very convenient on timing. So happened while our president was outside of the country. And when something really huge happened, something we de- we have not heard a lot about. The only people that have really heard about it are the people that subscribe to alternative media and what I call alternative media and it shouldn't be because that's the real media we're talking online publications not the New York Times not the Daily News uh, not the New York Post but actual reporting something that is very scarce in our time right now and from Tim um, Cook's Uh, speech about how Apple can decide what should be allowed and shouldn't be allowed on platform, how Google has made that statement, Twitter, Facebook. You know, it's only a matter of time if we don't nip this right in the bud that we won't even have access. We won't have access to anything but Wikipedia. And funny story about Wikipedia, anyone who cites Wikipedia is not credible. 
Because for fun, when I was in grad school, we would go in there and change actual scientific notation, uh, change uh, axioms, change uh, actual facts about um, molecular biology, structures, uh, images for fun. Because if anyone (laughs) uses Wikipedia for a source, they deserve that. So, like I said, Bush's death was very, very timely. Our president departed, right, from the United States, leaving from Argentina last week. And as always, whenever he leaves U.S. soil, my heart is in my mouth, literally, uh, thinking, I really hope he's okay. I really hope nothing happens to him. I, you know, I just want him to come back home safe. And so on Friday when he was leaving, you know, he suddenly said, hey, I'm not going to be speaking with Putin. And went on his merry way. But on Friday, everybody got the detailed schedule of what was going on in D.C. that week when he'd be back. Everybody knew that today everyone was going to get the full report on a criminal investigation into the Clinton Foundation. Everybody knew it. Even Hillary Clinton knew it. The news knew it. It was online. Everybody could see it. All these people were testifying. Everything was happening this week. It was the perfect prelude to Christmas. And in a way, I kind of hope that like 12 days before Christmas, every day we'd have a new present. Be like, for the first day of Christmas, President Trump gave to me. So that didn't happen because Bush died. But here's the thing. Why did he die then? Is it to postpone things? I mean, okay, so then you can put on a little bit of a tinfoil hat and think, well, they're buying themselves time. Yes, they are. Are they going to change the outcome? No, they can't. But I can tell you what they're buying their time for is because while our president was far, far away, Christopher Wray, your deep state is showing, the FBI raided a man, a former FBI official, and worked within the DOJ and a lot of other stuff. Well, he's the one that handed over all the documentation as a whistleblower thus protected under whistleblower laws, especially the really stringent ones that come when you're within the intelligence community. So they raided his house. They raided his house. Why? I mean, the IG already has all of it. It's because here's how criminals and here's how corrupt people work. If you're too visible, they can't kill you. And if you're too straightforward, and a lot of people of of a certain stature may or may not know you well enough, they know they can't manufacture stuff against you. But they can make your life miserable in another way, which is they want to know everything you have on them. Because if they know what you have on them, they know how to answer 
They know how to tell the media, find a way to spin this in a positive sense. How much do you want to make a bet that no matter what the IG comes out with, the media is going to find a way to make it look good? She sold Uranium One, made all this money, did this. Yeah, but, you know, it was in the benefit of this, and it was for relations for us. So this is why they bought themselves time. They got whatever they could, and that's if they got it. I hope that Mr. Kane didn't keep anything in his house. Hope he's smart like the like most of us are. Hides it somewhere in the virtual world. Has sent out keys to friends to access it if anything should go wrong. But maybe they got it. Because if they didn't get it, Bush wouldn't have been dead. This is my theory. You could say whatever you want. I'm just saying, you know, it's a coincidence. Really big quinky dink right here. So how do they make sure there's a delay? Well, you know, if a former president of the United States passes away, you got to do something. I mean, how many of them are they going to pull the plug on? You know, we had McCain. He stymied, right? We've got Bush. Now he's stymying like, uh, you know, this is just going to keep going. They're not going to buy themselves any more time. They obviously got what they wanted from Kane's house. They got it. And this is why they announced the next day that former President Bush passed on. And President Trump said, okay, yes, he deserves all the honors, no matter what anyone thinks of him, no matter what, regardless, and I say this with all due respect, he was my president, and I have to respect him for that, obviously. Doesn't mean I have to like him, but I have to respect the fact that he was my president and deserves the same treatment as all presidents before him, good and bad. So that's where we at. So the deep state made sure that they got a hold of what they needed and made sure to communicate with the media to tell them everything that they possibly think will be coming out to ensure that there could be a positive spin on it in some way. You know, or maybe leak some stuff. You know, they like to leak things. Or maybe they can find someone else to pin it on, you know? Like maybe there was this average Joe that ran to Starbucks to get Huma some lattes, and I'm just saying, and they could just pin it on him. He did it. Because now they know what he has. Because corrupt people will use every play in their book. They will use all their guns on you for the stupidest things because they want to know what you know. They will come at you with immunity. Hey, I'll give you immunity. Just comply. Well, I didn't ask for immunity. That's okay. I'll give it to you just in case you're worried there's something there that might incriminate you or, you know, lead to something else. We'll give you full immunity. Just give us full access to your email, to your Twitter, to your Facebook. Like they can't see it themselves. But they want that stuff on the record because there's always loopholes. But the bottom line is, the only thing they really want to do is know what you know. Because then, you can't use it against them because they'll already have it out there. You know, kind of like if um, 
there was some weird email. I'm just saying, okay, this is totally hypothetical. Of Joy, Joe Biden really liking young girls. You know, they'll spin it around and say he really likes to um, comb hair. It's kind of like a thing he does. And they'll make it look totally benign. So by the time that email comes out, it's like, oh, it's no big deal. Just really friendly. Always wanted a sister that looked like that. I don't know, whatever. And I know a lot of you said you hope I feel better. Yeah, I am sick. The weather here is just insane. It's snowing, not snowing. It, you know, it's 20 degrees, it's minus 20 degrees, it's just like, it's finicky, it's, it's very finicky, like a woman, doesn't know what it wants, does it want to be winter, does it want to be not winter, doesn't know, so why am I saying this, because there's a lot of people that keep saying that uh, General Flynn was set up, and it's like, no, he was never set up, well, not right now, he wasn't set up. It was the other way around. General Flynn set them up. And I'll tell you how that happened. Because when you're dealing with people that have rubbed elbows with the swamp, have been chest deep in the swamp, know how they operate, and just observed, smiled, did their duty, put their head down, those are the people that know how to manipulate the corrupt. Those are the people that know how to pull them out of their hole. I mean, you know, if you want to if you want to really 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 show someone uh corrupt, all you have to do is mock them, taunt them. Right? And then they just come out all crazy and rah rah and they look angry. Just like why are you so angry? thought you were being professional about this. Uh, is there something underlying here? But what did General Flynn do? Or shall I say, what did President Trump and General Flynn do? So before Mueller was appointed, everybody knew Mueller was going to be appointed, right? I've already covered this. Comey and Mueller sitting in a tree, bullying Bush by Ashcroft's, you know, uh, bedside at a hospital. They're a team. Obama kept Mueller on as his FBI director over the 10-year tenure limit, right, for continuity. And then what did Mueller do? He passed the torch back on to his buddy Comey. And then Comey came in. And remember, when Comey was tipped off that Bush's chief of staff and Gonzalez were going to the hospital to Ashcroft to say, Hey, Ashcroft, can you please... Sign this and make it legal that if we intercept communication from our intelligence community, we can use it against them because it's not legal and we can't prosecute these people that aided and abetted people in 9-11. That was intercepted. He was tipped off. It was happening. Guess who tipped him off? Rosenstein. So these guys have been in bed together for like forever. And like I said before, corrupt people have a way of just doing the same thing over and over again because they didn't get caught last time. They won't get caught next time. They're just way too powerful for us, right? Who's going to stop them, right? Little old me sitting in my house. Little old you sitting on your bench out on your porch. <coughs> yes, it is. <coughs> We're the ones. I'm sorry. I'm coughing like crazy today. We're the ones that are going to stop you. Yeah, but we have people like General Flynn. I'll tell you something about General Flynn. I've m crossed paths with him in the past, 
And one thing I can tell you is, uh, you know how when you meet someone, you know if they're good people. I mean, I'm not saying meet them like, oh, let's talk. and then, Like, the first impression is always there. You know, you could have been speaking with them for five years, and the minute you see them, you just hug them, and you're like, hey, wow, this person is 100% real. This person is 100% a patriot. <clears throat> well, that was Flynn. He's an extraordinary guy, and he is a really good soldier. And the thing about military people, anyone who's been in the military, we like to follow procedures. We like to uh, follow orders. And, you know, sometimes people can call us really square because it's like, nope, the law is this, the law is that. But we do also understand that the law doesn't apply 100%, you know, square because there is a gray area because we're working with people, right? But on general guidelines, it's all about principle. Kind of like, you know, uh, Chinese culture is like, it's about your honor, right? This is about your honor as a citizen, as an American citizen. And that's something sometimes when people become admirals, generals, you know, they kind of forget. They forget because they get into politics. And it's all about the facade, right? It's all about that facade and putting it forward. What people say, how you look, how you smell, how you talk. So today, I'm going to tell you who, who General Flynn is and why he was perfect. And I'm also going to tell you how people are wrong. General Flynn was not set up. He was just not expecting them to take the bait, first of all. He actually thought they were a little bit smarter because they were really, really smart. When Obama ousted a bunch of generals, right, and General Flynn was one of them, he forced him to resign. I was in tears when that happened, guys. I don't know about you, but I was in tears because I was like, this is, like, super wrong. And you know what really, really annoyed me the most? Vickers and Clapper. Both of those clowns sitting in the audience, you know, running the show for his retirement party. And on the day that my general had to retire, turned out he was right on all along. So what Obama felt the need, you know, you're insubordinate, General Flynn, telling me ISIS isn't over and that they're winning. They are winning. They were winning, actually. Now we have Trump. They were winning. And the thing is, he told you that you didn't like it. He told you that in a public setting. You didn't like it. So you got rid of him. And on the day that he had his retirement party was the day he was proven right. Because you sent out thousands, tens of thousands of more troops to Iraq and had to send out U.S. air raids. So that's how it all starts. So a lot of people forget. And, you know, um, uh, some, a fan actually said, wow, you know, I had totally forgotten about this Ashcroft thing. And I'm 65 years old. I should have remembered that. Well, how many of you remember just a few years ago what happened to General Flynn and how he retired at the prime age of 56? How many of you? Probably not a lot. A lot of you don't even remember why he was retired. And who retired before him? Let's talk Petraeus. Let's talk McChrystal. And, and you know, many people have formulated opinions about these people in the past. People that have never worked with them. People that have never interacted with them. People that just go with what's there. 
I mean, we see that McChrystal has come out on the TV and, you know, says his spiel. He's, he's a pretty cool guy that loves to use his middle finger. I could tell you that for sure. But the thing is, what people do not realize is that if you look to the past, you have everything you need to know. You can see it. It's like so evident. And sometimes I feel like grabbing someone and shaking them when they can't see. In front of them, they can't see. And the, the funny thing is, the deep state didn't see this coming. Because, see, Gerald Flynn, all on his own, before Mueller was even appointed, was like, yeah, sorry, I lied. And Vice President Pence was like, oh, he didn't tell me about this. So now he's in the public eye. You have General Flynn that supposedly concealed an interaction with a Russian ambassador to the vice president, right? He totally concealed it. So Mueller can't not pull him into his special counsel investigation, right? But see, a lot of us, so a lot of people that are listening now um, and like General Flynn and General, General um, McChrystal, they have like all these ND. There's stuff you can't say. You can't. You can never repeat it. NDAs, so ironclad. Well, yeah, you take those to your grave. So what do they do? I mean... What if you're in a position where you know a lot of stuff, but you can't tell anyone? The only time you're allowed to start flapping your lips is when you're in an office for special counsel when all those NDAs go out the window. And one thing people missed is the structure. So someone who studies documents, (laughs) uh, that was taught to, to study documents, I can tell you that there's three investigations listed on that redacted portion. So you have A, B, and then there's C, which is a very short synopsis because of it's classified, so classified that they didn't even present that to the judge in regards to what sentencing proposal there is. So there's A, B, and C. So we already know that it's the Clinton Foundation criminal investigation. Anyone that thinks it's something else is 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 gone like they have no idea what's going on so that's the criminal investigation and i love the fact that that was left open criminal investigation because see Mueller thinks that now that they have all this information from kane that they've got everything that or they have a really good idea of what the ig has on the clinton foundation considering That, you know, General Flynn was DIA, considering that General Flynn knows a lot of things, a lot. There's a lot of people out there that know a lot. Well, what happened? Huh? Why did he leave that in there? Oh, that's just a prelude. Telling people you can start talking about that. That's how they signal each other, you know? That's how they work. They give each other clues of when it's okay to talk about something. But the thing is, they didn't realize that they were baited. General Flynn has served his country so well that he he wanted, he put himself there and said, all right, this is the way they're going to do a special counsel. They knew. They knew what they were planning. Come on. 
We all knew. We knew Clapper, Brennan, Lynch, Obama, all of them ran to a judge begging to stop Donald Trump from swearing in so they can start this Russia investigation. They're like, sorry, we can't do it. So the plan with Gates was to fix it up and put the right DAG in and, 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 and to make sure we have a special counsel because he can't touch that. And, yeah, there is no law about a DAG being acting AG because they're going to make Jeff Sessions recuse himself. No problem. We'll get over that. We'll just get this special counsel. And they did. But like I said, when you have been in the swamp, when you rub elbows with you can see them coming from a mile away. And you just smile and pretend you're dumb. Because right now, I could tell you who's not smiling. It's not Clapper. It's not Sally Yates. Definitely not Lynch. Brennan, Obama, and we obviously saw today Clinton is not smiling. But what we did see is Obama lifting his head up as if like, ooh, everything's great. And look at me. I'm so, you know, that posh face. That's the face you make when you are so pissed, but you want to look righteous. I don't know how Clinton's going to be like, what happened? What difference does it make when they lock her up? Because they will lock her up. It's time. And like I said, the keys to the kingdom to break down the deep state is the Clinton Foundation. You'll find everything you need there. It'll lead you. Remember, what does Mueller do? He looks at one person, gives him another level of search, and then another level, but then it stops. The Clinton Foundation is like a source that keeps on giving levels and levels and levels and levels. I'll see you in a bit after the break. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855 855- 729-78. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219. 1-800-707-1219. 
Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. We, we do not need a reckless president who believes she is above the law. That is General Flynn. That is my general. Listen to what else he said. Lock her up. That's right. That's right. Lock her up. Now, a lot of people will be like, whoa, that's a general. He's falling into politics. He's calling. Do you know what he's seen as DIA or as a general? Because just regular soldiers, regular officers that never wear stars will tell you that they've seen a lot. Now, keep in mind, if your commanding officer is ever in any danger, either that be death, public humiliation, or any harm in any shape or form, what do you do? Your duty as a soldier is to depart, to make sure that you can mitigate that risk. Make sure you can avoid harm to your commanding officer. You don't risk anything. If you throw a party, a dinner, get hired, campaign, anything you might do that's directly associated to your commanding officer, a good and honest patriot will bow out, take the bullet, take the humiliation, take everything for their president, for their commanding officer, even if it's a witch hunt, even if it's jail time, because that is what soldiers do. That is what good soldiers do. That is what good, patriotic American soldiers do. General Flynn lost his home. He found so much financial difficulty that this general had to ask to raise funds. They lost everything. He was being maimed by the global media again, tarnishing a stellar and a morally guided military career throughout U.S. history. And a lot of people say, well, he was doing business in Turkey. Why not? What, because Turkey's the kid that nobody on the planet wants to play with? Sure, opportunity, hello. 
Why not? Nike did business in Turkey. How long was it that all your stuff from Nike were made in Turkey? It's called using things to your advantage, kind of like Nike did when they were making things in Turkey. I think they still have a factory there, but regardless. So I can tell you one thing about the general. He was always honorable and always stood for what was right and ensured that the country's interests, our country's interests, were protected. And he did so in the way he commanded troops and in in times where we had peace, which wasn't many, and of peril. He was there. He was a good soldier, a good general. Because even though by the time what he wanted and put out to the White House came down, watered down, he did what he could with what he had and sucked it up. He was a good general. And you know what my favorite quote of his is? He said, to, old, to, to my old colleagues who disagree with me speaking out, my question to them is, when did we stop being American citizens? That is what General Flynn said when people were talking smack about him for you know campaigning, for calling out. Because you know what? Yeah, he had an NDA. But they all knew, the whole swamp knew, that even though he had an NDA, if he's the you know, national security advisor to the president, President Trump will know everything. So they had to find a way to remove him. They knew the threat was coming. They knew what a threat it was. I mean, Obama explicitly told President Trump, hey, you know what? I fired him. You need to be careful with General Flynn. He literally did tell him that. And Trump Trump was like, yeah, okay, take that in mind. And then he was like, yep, you're hired. If he doesn't want me to have you, I need to have you even more. But President Trump already knew he was going to get General Flynn because President Trump, like many other Americans, like you and I, understood that what happened to General Flynn at the hands of the Obama administration and how they forced him to resign was the most disgusting thing ever because he called Obama out for coddling and, and fostering terrorism. Because, you know, how do you control a globe, a whole planet, and make them subdue and be subject to anything you say and follow orders without thinking if you don't have them in constant fear? I mean, when people were so scared after 9-11, they're like, oh, you want to videotape me while I'm in the bathroom? That's okay as long as no one flies a plane into the building. We just gave up and forfeit all our rights. All of them because of fear. So that quote that I just told you of my general, my General Flynn, is that he suffered because he believes in what he said. Many unsung heroes who are suffering similar fates, similar fates. I mean, you know, not to the extent or public visibility as General Flynn, but there's a lot of them who are probably no longer with us, have lost everything are in legal jeopardy, constantly going in and out of courts for stupid things, constantly getting pulled over. You know, this is how they get to you. So Mr. Obama, who had literally fired Flynn as a head of his defense intelligence agency, right? He told Trump that he had really, really big concerns about him, you know, being hired. Specifically... 
uh, that's what he told him. Don't have him as your, you know, national security advisor. And that was done in the presence of other, but obviously President Trump ignored Obama's advice and said, no, I'm keeping him. Now, did you know that Flynn, <coughs> Flynn was very angry when Obama also fired um, a General uh, McChrystal? Now, something about McChrystal, a lot of people don't like him. I mean, he coined this, this strategy. You know, um, these generals are actually really good strategists. But uh, unfortunately, uh, General McChrystal's uh, strategy, you know, his, his, his coin strategy, which was kind of to, like, get in there and kind of rebuild so you avoid the vacuum, was really watered down thanks to the Obama administration. It's kind of like, you know, um, it, was, it was so watered down. It's kind of like, you know, when you play that game, uh, what is it, grapevine or telephone, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, you might say uh, – give the order of eradicate terrorism. So, uh, you know, the general might have said to the White House, I need authority to go in and just eradicate terrorism. The terrorists are all there at these houses. I need that order. And by the time it came down and trickled down to the troops, you know, via White House and whatever the White House decided, it would be something like, let's observe the terrorists in action. You know, it would be completely uh, stripped. So, uh, you know, McChrystal hated politics. He hates politicians. And watching him on TV, I'm like, dude, you look so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And, you know, he's a critic of President Trump, and that's okay because he doesn't trust politicians. He doesn't trust businessmen. You know, that's the way he is. He hated, you know, getting communications from them. Uh, he loathed them telling him what to do because it's like you're sitting in your cushy office while I'm here getting sand in my boots. And you're going to tell me what the best strategy is when you have no idea what you're talking about. And the thing is, that's the way generals feel in general, right, when they're across from politicians. And, you know, even though McChrystal has been out there, oh, you know, uh, you know, he's not doing – President Trump's not doing very good with the military. It's because he's never sat across from President Trump. Because the one thing about our president is that he knows what he's great at. He knows what he's not so great at. But one thing he is great at is making sure he has the best people next to him to fill in those gaps for him. And he is the only president that will not tell the military, yeah, I think you're wrong. He's going to tell them, teach me or make me understand why your, you know, your suggestion should be, you know, there. Help me understand you. Because, you know, you might sit across and say, no, we're not going to blow that place up. Uh-uh. And then the general's like, no, but you have to. You must. It's like this. And you just no. Explain to me. Well, there's no children. There's no hospitals. And this is where they hold all the weapons. Okay, then bomb it. You know, that's how conversations should go. Obama was the worst. I can probably tell you that any time he was in the presence of military, he had the weakest handshake and didn't want to talk. He would just have other people give orders. And that's the way it was. And I'd like someone to refute that. I dare you. 
So McChrystal had not a problem with authority or a problem with presidents. He had a problem with politicians that did things when they didn't know what it was, uh, you know, what the what the outcome would be. But I think he was more irritated at the fact that he understood that there was an ulterior motive to their stupid actions and stupid and really crazy and insane when you're at war decisions. You're just like, what? What do you mean I'm just going to not, you know, go to areas where there are insurgents and take them out? What do you mean I need to just patrol areas where, you know, I might see one goat? What do you mean? Like, how is that even helping? Because it's it felt, and every soldier felt that, like, they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Like, we're here to fix this but we're told to not fix it. So why are they doing this? So I'm, so we know that McChrystal was fired and I guess it was, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, it could have been because of my late friend, Michael Hastings, who I first met, uh, I would say, wow, 2000. Uh, I don't want to say the date, but I met him. In the Middle East, and he was actually following around a lot of people and writing an article. He wrote an article in the Rolling Stone where, you know, he he was he was very candid on what he saw and what he heard. And after that article went out, uh, the general was fired. You know, people seem to forget that under Obama, a lot of generals were fired. You know, and as he was firing them, we were getting more hits, you know, more terrorism, more expansion, invasion in Europe, you know, all this started to have. So, you know, how many unknown people and generals were terminated during the Obama administration? A bunch, a bunch of them. And a lot of them that are still living are under solid NDAs. Uh, Don't let them talk about stuff. You know, if it's not out in the public, you can't talk about it. And the only time, like I said, the NDA doesn't apply is when special counsel steps in. And here's where we get into the really good stuff about Mueller. So let's let's do let's do some common core math. So no, I can't even push myself to even try to do common core math. So let's just number crunch. I mean, how long was General Flynn under the Trump administration employment? He was employed under the Trump administration for less than 30 days. How long under the Obama administration, Bush administration? Can we start counting? So when he's in there and he's asked questions about Russia and his ties, how many times do you think the stories led to, oh, and that time where Hillary Clinton sold uranium, how many times did that land? And is Mueller supposed to strike that from the record? Is it criminal selling uranium? I'm just saying. Or maybe he could ask him, hey, what do you know about, you know, X, Y, Z? And how many times did the story lead down the path to, oh, you know, and then back then, you know, with Libya. Are you guys getting my drift? The thing is, he had not a lot to talk about Trump. And as you saw in this highly redacted, you know, addendum that he put in his recommendation of zero prison time, there are three, not 
two that everybody said, three things down there. There's the Clinton Foundation criminal investigations. That's A. B, the special counsel probe into this Russia story narrative that they manufactured hoping that they could remove President Trump. They manufactured it and hit the ground running. Kind of ironic how, you know, the day General Flynn was talking to the guy was the same day that Obama said that they were sanctioning Russia because they were involved in the election. It's just so coincidental. Kind of like coincidental how Bush just happened to die this Sunday. I mean, kind of like how Khashoggi's dead. Did anybody see Khashoggi dead? Um, I don't know. Did they? What about Bush? I'm just saying. I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, I didn't see it. I'm just saying. Just because you told me. It's kind of like Roseanne Barr. She had a heart attack, right? And that's because people were called. People were told that. But did they see her have a heart attack? No, because she didn't. So, I mean, I'm just saying. The coincidences are really crazy. So on December 29th, apparently, General Flynn happened to be in the presence of this Russian. And on that same day, Obama decided to issue sanctions and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. So it just kind of coincided. But again, I tell you, General Flynn stepped up. He was like, all right, I'll resign. I don't want anything to happen to you. Let me resign. I will enter the mouth of this lion, of this monster. I will enter this pit for you, President Trump, because we need to get this done. I want law and order. No one is above the law. I don't care how many years you've been in office, 18, 18 too many. I don't care how many years you've been in politics, 30, you're done. Because no one is above the law. The law that applies to me should apply to you. That's the way it is. And so he went. And Mueller had no choice but to put him in there because it was all over the media. How could he not, you know, call in Flynn and do something? I mean, it was all over the media. So they pull him in, and then suddenly all these NDAs go up in smoke, and he's yapping. And, you know, I'm not going to say that everyone on Mueller's team is corrupt. I guarantee you there's a couple of lawyers in there that went in there thinking that they're really doing their job. It'll be interesting to see how many of them realize just who they're um, – how against American interests they're working at. I mean, it'll be interesting. I'd be really interested to see when this all is done, if we can actually get an honest report from the actual lawyers that worked on Mueller's team to tell us, you know, these impartial people, if they're impartial. I mean, I'm just guessing, you know. I'm sure they have some lower-level grunts that are running through paperwork and putting together uh, documentation and, you know, you know, going through all this evidence or whatever evidence or articles because, you know, they like to use articles because even if you noticed in their filing, they cited, you know, an article from Washington Post. It's like, what? That's evidence? So a reporter reports it and that's automatic. How are you even making that evidence? So basically, I can go to the Washington Post, give them an extraordinary story about President Trump, and now it's published. So now someone can go file a lawsuit against him based on what the Washington Post wrote with no sources, just official say or anonymous source or victim, but they don't name the names. 
I mean, this is where our justice system works. Regardless, we do know that he's participated in many other investigations. And regardless, if ever, as a soldier, conducted duties on the orders of President Obama or Secretary Clinton, you know, we can't hold him liable to that. A soldier does execute, but that doesn't mean they don't observe and they don't contest. This is a problem that Obama had uh, with Flynn. He would contest. He would make moral questions. He would ask if there were alternative ways to do things. He would tell him when he was wrong. He would tell him how you would fix things. He didn't like that. But the thing is, like I said, he was not someone that respected the military at all. So General Flynn, a big nothing burger, no prison recommended because he supposedly participated and gave everything he had. Yes, he did. And he gave and gave and gave. And it worked against them because – As a special prosecutor, if you hear of a crime committed by someone over you, you know, you can't ignore it. I mean, not all people within the room listening can ignore it. But, you know, having said that, someone needs to tell me something. So, you know, we're talking about the special counsel and how everything's tight-lipped and nothing leaks. Well, how... Did Cohen know about his deal from Rosenstein, but Whitaker didn't know it. And remember, Whitaker is acting attorney general, so he's above Rod Rosenstein. How did he know about the deal and told Cohen, but Whitaker was not advised by Mueller? So did Mueller not acknowledge Whitaker? Does he not allow him to know this information? And the reason I'm telling you this is because anything the Mueller investigation got from Flynn, you better know for a fact that they've shared that with every single person he named. He knows where the money is. He knows what bodies dropped for that money. He knows where things were transported. He was DIA. He knows everything. And in that room, those 19 sessions, you better believe it that he name dropped. And this is why it's just beginning. And it started with a funeral, unfortunately. And now we're going to have to wait until 2023, December No, November 30th, 2023, President Trump, I want to see them JFK files be declassified now. It'll be five years. Maybe they'll tell us where, you know, where 41 was because apparently he's the only person on the planet that didn't remember where he was when JFK died. And I have an excuse. I didn't even exist. But does he? So, again... Our general comes unscathed, and everything like that happens. And, you know, he may have been maimed. People may have taunted him, cost him. And he lost a lot. But patriots around every single corner of our nation know he's a good general, and he stands for us. And like he said, When did all of you forget that we are American citizens? 
We are American citizens. We serve our country, not just in uniform. In general, why aren't you putting your fellow citizen first? Why aren't you an active citizen? I've said that before. We need to be more active. You can't sit on your couch and complain. You know, I have my governor here in the state saying, we're going to pull out $30 million from this legacy fund, and we're going to create an unmanned drone program in our state. What for? Why? I don't want that. I don't want to know that drones fly at night and drive by my window and take pictures. I mean, North Dakota is a police state enough. Everything is facial recognition. They sell every single piece of our private information to different agencies and companies. You go and buy a pack of cigarettes, they will scan you to go get them. Like, this is the biggest police state, and now the governor's like, yeah, let's just put drones, too, so we can monitor. Monitor what? Farmers? The, the, this, this state is huge and has only, like, 700,000 people. Why do we need drones? Put drones in New York or something. Not here. We don't need drones. That's a waste of money. I know why they want drones. Because that project was already pre-planned. And unfortunately, the Attorney General of North Dakota had already signed agreements with the FBI, Obama's FBI, to pilot it and how good it is. And we're going to train and learn how we can, like, catch people and, you know, spy on them while they're sleeping and stuff. This is what they're doing. And the thing is, that clown, corrupt Attorney General was reelected. So now the dumb governor has to go along with it because insurance. When did these people forget that they're American citizens first? Not a soldier, not a mom, not a dad. I guess you are, but you're an American citizen. Every choice you make, every person you vote for, everything that you have a say in is important because it affects everyone you love, everyone around you. If only people understood that. If only people understood just how blessed they are to be American citizens, how important it is to exercise your vote, how important it is to exercise your voice. Sitting and mumbling and complaining with a beer in your hand is not going to fix the problem. You need action. You need to do things. You need to be vocal. So for my general fund, I'm really glad that he's not going to be doing jail time, but that doesn't give back his house and doesn't make it better. But what it does It gives us the start, the starting line to fix this. So I'm hoping next week we've got the Clinton Foundation criminal investigation report. And then the next criminal investigation report should be coming up. I'll see you here tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be really excited to give you more on this. There will be a write-up on ToriSays.com all about Flynn. God bless America. Have a great evening.